0: Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. was an amazing abc last week i wish we could have just kept talking about hash and like mining yeah to be honest because i don't hear enough of it anymore do you know what i mean like and all i hear about is the night lightning network and all the problems that it has and it's great stuff don't get me wrong i love it but Mm. i want to talk about hash yeah tell me like tell me what like what's what's the state of hash right now like what, what like what's going on you were dropping some some knowledge bombs a week ago at abc and like you were talking about how hash power has never been higher or something like that?
1: Uh, I mean, hash just keeps going up. Like hash rate just keeps going up. Difficulty keeps going up. Um, It just doesn't stop. And I think it's just because people continue to find more efficient ways to plug in machines and use electricity and the reducing costs. It's just like um, democratization. So of technology you get better and better and better at producing the thing that you're producing and that gets cheaper and cheaper and cheaper to produce. So until you hit kind of like a point where there's nothing less left, left to kind of consume. And so if you're, if you've got a machine and that machine, you know, everybody knows uh, a produce a bunch of heat so you can consume excess things. You can, you can, capture the heat. You can uh, reduce the electricity. Miners can always find like a cheaper place to go until it pretty much hits zero. You can, you can, like, if you have really cheap power, you can find, you can buy miners on the cheap and it's essentially, you can just reduce your operating expenses down to zero almost. Not really zero, but
0: you know what I mean. Close enough. Mm -hmm. And so, the increase in hash power, is that because we're seeing more of these miners just come online because of the halving? Or, or like what's what's causing the actual increase is just the way it goes in every cycle or? I, there's no really way to tell. There's no real way
1: to tell. I think, um, you know, in in the U.S., a good like electricity rate is probably, a, um, an average electricity rate is probably seven cents. But then... You know that becomes unprofitable for. Eventually, it's going to be unprofitable for S19s, and and it may already be unprofitable, but but eventually, it's going to be for a long elongated period of time. It's going to be unprofitable, and those machines are going to sell to somebody who has cheaper power, and then they're going to plug in. Well, the same thing is likely happening and has been happening for S9s. They're going to like Venezuela. They're going to South America. They're going to. Um, all these places that have really cheap power. And even S7s are being plugged in too. Because if you can, I I don't know what the exact numbers are. If you've got, you know, power that nobody's consuming at a certain period of day, then your power is essentially free at any rate you can plug it in and you're going to get paid for it. So maybe they're paying like one cent a kilowatt hour. Wow. Uh, A good example would be in um, what Gridless is doing. So they're just... I mean, they're generating electricity off of, um, you know, off of hydro and most people aren't plugging in until they get home from work. And even if they get home um, in these villages, they don't really have that much electricity um, to consume anyway. So there's a point in a 24-hour period where there's that bell curve. It's like a bell curve. You know, people turn on their lights and electricity and they're awake and they consume but then there's also two ends of that bell curve where they're not even consuming any electricity. And that's when, where miners live, I think.
0: Wow. It's interesting because like, uh, we're seeing all the stuff pop up in netland America. Uh, we had the Kardashev guys in here, uh, during, um, during August and they're, they're, they're trying, they're more focused on like pick farms and like stranded energy in that way. So they're like wheeling and dealing these like deals and, and they're young, scrappy guys. And they're like, okay, car, we need to get some, some miners now. And like, there's a lot of red tape or whatever. But do, do, you think that's just, do you think that's just where everything's headed? Where everybody's just looking for the cheapest energy possible? And every, everywhere else, like here in Texas and even America, let's say it's already tapped. It's already tapped growth as far as that. Or what do you think?
1: I don't know. It looks like, um, it looks like large-scale mining facilities will purchase the newer gen. And then as the generations go by... And, you know, like S19 is becoming old gen now. So uh-huh. S21's come out and they're going to be the new gen. They're going to push all the hash. They're going to push the difficulty up and S19 will become unprofitable below a certain threshold, like five cents a kilowatt hour or something like that because of the having. and it all depends on the Bitcoin price, obviously, but in general. Um, so it looks like large scale facilities who have you know, good funding. They're going to be buying the new newer gen and then the old gen will get recycled and pushed off into the peripheral, uh, like kind of the yeah. outside, the, the like outside of the network. So. That's interesting. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Huh. So this chart that's up right now, you, you tweeted this out the other day. It says smart miners have been working all bear market to position themselves for another one of these. What, 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 what exactly is that? What's causing that spike right there? That's just Bitcoin price. Oh, okay.
1: Taken off. So, um, hash price is a function of a few things. It's a function of how many, you know, if you, if you look at how much the block reward, um, and the, the total block reward plus fees that miners get paid. Um, if I've got, you know, 1% of luck in the entire 1% of the time I get that revenue. So I only get like 1% of the revenue, um, Hash price is just a function of how much the block reward is and how high the difficulty is. And the block reward is paid out in US dollars, if you look at it that way. Yeah. So when Bitcoin price rips, you're just getting, um, it says dollars per terahash per day. Um, But you can look at it from another perspective, which is if you equalize it on the uh, revenue per terahash and then uh, and then you can look at your cost per tera hash and, you know, revenue minus cost equals profit. So you can see your profit margin when the price spikes, you know, at one point, maybe you're making 10, uh, 10 cents per tera hash and your electricity cost is 7 cents. That means you're making 3 cents. Um, but then Bitcoin price absolutely rips, uh, during a bull market and the amount of miners can't plug in fast enough because they really need a bunch, they need access yeah. to power. Yeah. Like, the the bottleneck is not miners or ASICs. The bottleneck is, do you have access to power or not?
0: So we're literally following the price right here is what, what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And and just based off of this chart, it looks like it's might be coming back again, it looks like.
1: Um, yeah, so right now we're kind of going up to close to $0.10 cents, uh, per terahash per day, it looks like. And that's hash price, not... Um, like your efficiency of your miner. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, if a bull market comes, the price is going to rip faster than people can plug in machines. And then, and so really what you're trying to do, what miners are trying to do is they're trying to get ahead of that. You want to get plugged in, m- have your minimum threshold of like, okay, I'm profitable if we hit these lows and and I can stay profitable for a long time and maybe my ROI is like, know 14 to 16 months or something like that but i'm positioned for when the next bull market takes off and that's really when miners get paid like you can roi and your machines in four months i think we saw really? that we saw that happen oh wow s19s um in 2023 yeah wow um uh four to eight months and and then people <laughs> bought, you know, they, they were like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to 250 K. I'm going to buy a machine. (laughs) So you buy a machine and and you think, Oh, I'm going to ROI in five months. But then Bitcoin tanks and (sighs) your five month ROI turns into a 15 month (sighs) ROI. And wrecked.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's dive into this whole ordinals thing, dude. Uh, We won't use the ordinal's word. I just want to know what the hell is going on and how this affects, uh, Everything like in, in the, and you know, yeah, just, just spell it out for us here. Cause right now we're looking at this, uh, mempool chart here. It shows us in a, in a bull market and then it shows us what ordinance has done to the, to the network. Um,
1: yeah. So if you look at, if you go to like mempool.space, yeah. um, you can keep this up. This is what I'm talking to okay. l- listeners. Yeah. But if you go to mempool.space, um, it'll show you and you zoom out to like 2021. I think it's probably the five, three or five years or something like that. Um, I, or two year and you can see the previous bull market and that's, you know, mempools getting filled up to 200 uh, MVB and, and then in 2023 ordinals come out and they are just like, people are putting in, you know, they're, they're, they're inscribing, they're doing inscriptions onto the blockchain and it's everywhere between JPEGs videos and text based inscriptions. And, um, most of the text base is actually BRC20.
0: Really? So, yeah. So you're just making tokens?
1: Yeah. So um, maybe I can show you. Go yeah. to, I retweeted something today. Yeah.
0: Um, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, for the listeners at home, I'll, I'll link uh, Mitch's Twitter so you can check out all these, uh, all these charts. So you dropped some good one. alpha on here, man. Oh, thank you. This um, one here?
1: The glass node one.
0: The glass node one? Yeah. So
1: that shows you, you've got images, oh, wow. text, audio, video,
0: and glass tracking this now
1: they are and
0: interesting
1: previously it was um it was like you know alt coiners they were they were in there uh you know tracking their ordinal inscriptions and stuff like that um and you know i made i think it was like dune.com or something like that. uh and i had made a dashboard based off of a number of different people that kind of created sql queries but um Yeah, I think most, so it's text-based. Most of this is text-based. Some of it is images. The images are expensive. um, But the thing that's really, you know, quote, clogging the mempool is the BRC20 text-based tokens. And um, it's just, it's a rebrand of ERC20. God, God, man. Which everybody's (sighs) free, you know, everybody's free to go and uh, put, uh, transactions on the blockchain and if they figure out how to do like an op return or and you know and do like an inscription based on ordinal theory you know totally fine you're free to do that miners love it because they're just getting paid uh, yeah. so much money to you know God. inscribe a you know pepe token so whatever.
0: these so so okay so if and we by, look pe- if we pepe token is like one of the number <laughs> top 10 so if we look at the blue, Mitch, like that's text, right? So I would imagine those are the the tokens. I would imagine. Yeah, I think ninety percent is tokens to- on the text, and then the images. It's not even about ordnance. Look at that, Dan. There's like specks of orange there. Yeah, and then what's the other? Do we know what the other is? Um, image, text, audio, video, other. So I these don't know inscriptions,
1: and so other. It might be like some other op return sort of okay. thing. Um, I'm actually not.
0: Interesting. Not too sure. Okay, so these are so so the, we've been told is a lie. I'm saying this. Uh, there aren't really images on the blockchain. No, there is. There. I mean, there are. There are. But if you look at this this chart here, looks mostly like tokens. On so the blockchain. maybe
1: hit next on the arrow. Yeah, your arrow. Um. So block size share. Most of the so early on, you oh, know, yeah, you're in, right. In like April, May there was a lot of it was like a big spike it just came out everybody's you know it was all images and they figured out that it was like bitcoin's the most secure blockchain to use and everybody's flooding here for images and you got the wizards or whatever
0: and then super broke it
1: <clears throat> i think it died off initially <laughs> i don't i don't remember that whole thing too much about it um about super but um, yeah yeah i think he said he quote broke it or <laughs> He broke the 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 timeline. Or whatever. It, yeah, the inscription is. It, yeah, it's just like it's, it's funny because
0: it's funny because look, it like dies out right there in, in May ish, and then it looks like it picks up again. That's probably funding. Yeah, and then it it like then to it me, just becomes BRC twenty in August. Okay, I mean that's what I, I what do you what do you what do you see? Tinfoil hat. To me, it looks like someone is testing the the mempool. How? Like where do you see so, that? like show me what what does that look like? I don't know. I mean, this is... like no, no. Let's get into it. like, dude. This is what I wanted. To, this is what I wanted to hear the last time because you were like throwing these these like oh these softball things out there, and I was like, oh. yeah, yeah. Let's get into it, dude. Well, I mean, it tinfoil looks like, hat on. So
1: tinfoil hat. It's probably you know the images come out, the inscriptions for images and NFTs come out, and they're like you test that, and you really have to look at. This doesn't show the whole story. Um, mm. I did an, an analysis previously on this and I don't know where it is, but um, it talks about how the images take up a lot of space, but they don't fill it, the density. You can still fit a ton of transactions in between those large images and the inscriptions. So that's like, you know, you're trying to throw big cannonballs at the mempool and you're, and it costs a lot of money. but. Transactions can still get through. Like, let's say, um, you know, advers- adversarially, someone is trying to attack the mempool. They're throwing big cannons at it with images, right? So, um, interesting. And and then and so they do that for a testing period to gather data and to see how it reacts <clears throat> to it. To see how it reacts to it. And you know, who knows? Maybe it's just like, you know, images just came out, and they're like, oh, okay, this is a
0: new way to make NFTs on the blockchain. Totally. I'm just, you know, because they, because they, they don't want to break, they don't want to break anything. They, but they do want to test, test its durability because if they, sure, if they plan on this next pool run being would all of these things, I would imagine.
1: Yeah. So if I want to, um, like I said, tinfoil hat, if I want to try and test the mempool, like test it to an extent, which is, by the way, this is really good that this is happening because eventually at some point this would have happened some other way. Um so first it's images and then it's really clear like big spike, massive spike inscribing in images. And let's see. Um yeah. And now uh and so the fee share is pretty small, but you can more efficiently with the same amount of or less money, you can more efficiently quote clog the blockchain by sending more text based uh inscriptions onto there. So instead of throwing big cannon images, you're now throwing, you know, little bullets, but these, uh, or little pebbles and these pebbles are filling up the block and uh-huh. they're filling it up. It's like if you fill the bottle bowl full of sand, you got rocks and, uh, bigger rocks, but more pebbles can fit in between those. But now if you've got like really fine grain sand, you make zero space for the rest of the transactions to come in. Interesting. Through. Um, so now you have a bunch of transactions that are uh, in their like BRC20 text space. And by the way, I don't even, like I said, tinfoil hat. I don't even know if I believe this. I'm just thinking. <laughs> it sounds logical. Thinking weird. It sounds uh, logical. Yeah. Like adversarially. Yeah. Um, and so you're testing this out. The first test was between, quote, you know, May. February and March, April, May those were the cannonballs that you're yeah, describing. and then and then and BRC twenty got really big, so people figured out that oh, we can make inscriptions. Well, now we can make it uh, BRC twenty inscriptions, and we can make our own altcoins on Bitcoin because Bitcoin's more secure than these other ones, and it's may or may not be cheaper. I'm not exactly sure the um, what that looks lo- looks like, but uh, yeah, and so you know, I don't think I necessarily believe that whole theory. But
0: it looks odd. It looks, yeah, it, uh, it's like the way you've explained it and the way it looks here on this chart uh, for the fee share on inscriptions. It's probably people just using
1: Bitcoin, likely. They're just, they just yeah. want to use it, which is fine. You can use Bitcoin however you want.
0: Um, and that's the beauty of it, right? But they have ramped up the marketing around it right around May. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Well, um, because you can ROI
1: on these things. Like you build them first. It's just like a, it's like a rebrand of NFTs and altcoins, except like this happened in 2014, colored coins come out, 2017 ICOs come out, Um, 2021 NFTs come out. And so we had color coins and ICOs, they, they're now like just rebranding to BRC20. We had NFTs come out in uh, 2020 and now they're just rebranding to ordinals, right? Gosh! So God. it's just a rebrand to then, in my opinion, it's just a like. Why wouldn't you just call it NFTs? Like, why wouldn't you? Why are you calling them ordinals now? They're the same thing. It's the same thing. It's just an image on a blockchain, or it's not even like it's not an actual JPEG on the blockchain. It's an inscription. But so it's just a rebrand, in my opinion, and um, which is, if you want an ROI in your rebrand. You buy all these first before the bull run and then you create hype around it and you push it
0: to the new people and then you sell it to them. God. Oh man, dude. The way you just described that, my stomach hurts now because that's exactly what they're doing. It's painfully obvious.
1: It, ha- it happened with like colored coins, yeah, and they rebranded. Well, not a it. lot. Not a,
0: dude. I'm, I'm new into Bitcoin since 21. 20, well, so is, I was, and, and like in 2017, I was into crypto and all that stuff, like everybody else. But like, I didn't know about all this earlier stuff. I mean, you hear about it and you see like the videos of like Jimmy Song doing a color coin demonstration and stuff. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like everybody learns. And but the way you described it right there, where it's just like cycles, and you know, that's mm-hmm. that's that's fascinating.
1: They figured out, I think, like ICOs were yeah. legal securities or something like
0: that. Yeah. So so, so, it, so it's, from what, tinfoil hat still, but from what it seems like, it seems like this is going to cause the next uh, major run maybe. All this inscriptions and uh, BRC20 stuff.
1: Um, yeah, I think it's just, it is what it is. Uh, I don't, you know, I think people can use Bitcoin however they want. Um, but that doesn't mean, you know, you can't call it a scam. Right. Exactly. If you're scamming someone. Um, so I don't know. It, it's, yeah. it's definitely pulling some pressure off of minors for sure. So miners are, they love, they love it. They're like, yeah. And script away. <laughs> yeah. They feel yeah, like, exactly. keep paying me. Yeah. Cause, Cause they're just, yeah, they're just sitting we've, there. Yeah. We, we've gone from a, an average of, I think it's 3% of the fee of the total revenue is coming from fees to now it's an average of like 25%. So it's a huge jump.
0: So I, I want to, I know, wow. I know you're not knowledgeable on this. So this is just me more just wanting to know what's going on. Cause quite honestly, like uh, I, I keep hearing about this on Stacker News and like I hear, I hear a couple takes here and there, but I can just, or I can just go to Mitch and be like, Mitch, what's, what's going on with o- Ocean? I know you, you, you want to like be careful about what you say and I'm, and, Obviously, if you don't want to answer, we can skip this topic. But what's going on there? I really don't honestly know. I know, I mean, I know Luke. I've met him at Tapcomp a couple times. Mm-hmm. Seems like a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, but like what's actually going on there? Um,
1: I'll just explain what I know. Yeah. And yeah. uh it's it's just a new pool. I think um historically the payout methods have been um <clears throat> PPLNS, which is like paper last and share um and there is fpps which is uh now brain has brains has converted from pplns which is you wait until the block hits to get paid so you have you have to be on uh when a block hits to get paid and that's how it works from the base most basic level but they switched to now fpps which means the pool has to front a bunch of cash and they get the they get the rewards from from the block but they're consistently paying you um, for your hash throughout the day. Doesn't matter if a block hits or not, but they're just fronting the
0: cash. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So who does that? Brains does
1: that. Uh, Brains Foundry. Most big pools will do that. Um, so you'll
0: be you you constantly be stream Sats mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know Bitcoin or whatever. Yeah, and so um,
1: Ocean came out. Uh, they they were competing with brain like the old model. They're using the old model where you kind of wait until a block hits, and that's when you get paid. And um i believe they're trying to link it as close as possible to bitcoin itself so um when a block reward hits you have your uh um you have your username is your bitcoin address and so that's transparent right and it sends it directly to your bitcoin address if it's over uh 0.001 i think it's like a million sats
0: yeah um so, like this block right here, uh, is, was this what you, you would be describing here? Like, yeah. if this one was like solve, this is the, the mm-hmm. height number, mm-hmm. the hash? We've solved
1: two blocks so far and back to back, actually, for the two. It was pretty cool um, because it was kind of unheard of for the amount of hash that they have.
0: And, and so, when you dive into the uh, transaction here, or I guess, would this be the hash or the transaction? Oh,
1: that is, um, that's the block winner. Okay. Uh, so they're the one that solved it i think yeah and um looks like they turned off after they solved
0: that. <laughs> oh really oh wow look at that <laughs> all of them turned off they're why like, did they why would they turn off like that for that is it oh, um
1: it's not all of them it's i think it's just like a chunk of uh of the miner so they essentially it's like they hit two really lucky blocks and <laughs> And so you're like, you know, you just leave the craps table
0: after that. You yeah, know, like I just, you go one, go do a coin join or something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but so okay, so the the payout method is Tides. I don't know. I forgot what it stands for. It's slightly yeah. different from um, PPLNS, uh, where they pay directly to the blo- block reward or to the um, to their username. And Bitcoin mechanic, I think, explains this way better than me on a couple of different podcasts and he wrote an article on it so he's done a few of those he's really good at it um and it's just kind of like a new type of pool and it's really good because um i mean i just really like i like the innovation that's happening right now in bitcoin uh, mining and and the pools themselves because they haven't changed in a long time and we're we've been talking about stratum v2 for the longest time and everybody uses stratum v1 that nobody's building block templates by themselves demand Pool. um just uh, like they are now just building block templates. they're allowing people to build their own block template and um, and I think brains and Foundry were had stratum v2 but it was it was only half. I think they allowed the encryption part portion of it but they didn't allow people to do the block template. And from what I understand on how stratum v2 works, um, you need like stratum is built onto the firmware of the miner. So Bitmain is using stratum in their firmware. I could be, I don't think I'm wrong, but I, 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 I believe I'm right. So, so they're using stratum v1 and they're not going to change to stratum v2 because there's no
0: incentive, there's no turn. incentive for yeah. them to.
1: Um, so now you have to, you have to go to brains, install like a second firmware brains, Minish, mm-hmm. uh, Lux OS all these other firmwares, um, if they allow you to, you install the firmware and it has Stratum v2. So you can do that. Um, another option or <clears throat> the third option would be you create a proxy. So like a pool or something or someone else would create a proxy in between.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It would be like a Stratum v2 proxy. And then that proxy interacts with the Stratum v1 on top of the miner. So it goes, um, you, your node block template and then pool proxy stratum v2 to stratum v1 it's there's um wow if you, that's a if you, that's
0: a hierarchy
1: <laughs> if you switch that up there's a really good image about it yeah um, and
0: it's like stratum v2 uh proxy or something like that so so the the i guess the kind of overwhelming kind of uh noise around ocean right now isn't so much the pool it, it sounds like it sounds like it's more of a uh side thing it's it's like, or or what's what's the noise that well the noise keeps, is that keeps that, propping up around um, this
1: Luke Dash Junior is using knots as um in their pool and they just released the code for that um it was I think it was a part of their old Legis pool which is what Ocean was beforehand um, but essentially I think he's limiting the block return to either or the op return to either thirty two or 18 or 16 bytes or something like that. Whereas ordinals and samurai like inscriptions and samurai both use 80 bytes. So they're completely oh, wow. eliminating them from their uh, block template. Interesting. <clears throat> I believe that's how it
0: works. And it's so, and so he hasn't, he hasn't moved from that or he's not budging from that. Yeah. Oh, he's wow. not, he's like, this is how it is. Um,
1: these are the transactions that I'm allowing in my, uh, mempool and at some point uh, you know he's in 2024 I believe they're handing off the ability stratum v2 to for everyone to create their own block template and this is where um, yeah so I, I don't know exactly when they're going to do that but the whole controversy is it's like oh you're uh, you are um, censoring transactions
0: but it's a pool though It's a pool. So, okay. So it's opt in, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's opt in. But here's the other thing. Last time someone censored a transaction like this by, um, or not like this, but last time someone censored a transaction, I believe it was Marathon when they had their own pool and they censored out uh, OFAC blocks or OFAC transactions. And so that's another example of it. So it's like, but then, at the same time, like you're censoring quote censoring transactions every single day when you take a higher paying transaction over a lower paying transaction. So, it's just it's just people choosing what transactions they want to confirm when, and if you whether you call it censoring or not, it's um, a
0: hard. That's a harsh word. It's man. a that's it's a, a h- really harsh word. Hard sell.
1: Hard sell. Yeah, yeah. Censored. Like,
0: cause just cause like if you think about it, just from like an average pleb miner or something, right? If they decide to throw their hash this way. And that's what Ocean's doing, like Ash. Yeah. Ocean's attr- trying to attract all the pleb miners and
1: and they're making it uh attractive for them, you know, to do so. Like you can build your own block template ev- uh, eventually you can eventually they will um allow uh lightning uh you know, lightning payouts. So and it's PPLNS. Um, it's, it's good for if like, if you want to
0: kind of play the lottery, um, you got a small, yeah. So anyway. Okay. So that's, that sounds actually like not as bad as I thought it was. It it seems louder online. What did you, what did you, for some reason I thought there was like some sort of like revolt and the people were getting canceled. I I don't know. I just was looking at it peripherally. It doesn't Uh, seem like it's censoring to me. Um, But but the way they're screaming, though, the way they're screaming online, it makes it seem like, oh, my God, it's
1: like I said, people will build block templates however they want. And currently, the normal way to build a block template is to get paid the most. So you 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 take the most paying transactions first and you get paid the most. And then that's the
0: fee market, right? That's how the fee market works. But um, also, I mean, is there anything bad? I mean, is the threshold the only bad thing, I guess? Yeah,
1: I think it, you know, they're, they're quote decentralized, but if you want to, if you want to get down to it, they're not wholly decentralized because if your payout is below 0.01, like 1 million sats, yeah. then, uh, you don't get paid out and it goes and sits somewhere. That means that you it's get, going yeah. and sitting in a centralized wallet. Yeah, that's scary. And There's a payout. Well, yeah, right, um, but if you've got, I mean, yeah, so it's technically not decentralized in that aspect of it. Yeah, so it
0: sounds like it's more a threshold mm-hmm. issue here, the, the thing that I see here, it's like…
1: It's, a, it's new. It's a new pool, and yeah. it's really hard for pools to succeed from what I understand yeah. uh, from initial, you know, like initial standpoint. This is interesting. But it's easier if you're PPLNS because you're only paying, like if if they decided and they only had 1% of the hash rate and they decided that they wanted to do FPPS, then you'd need a lot of money to fund that. Um, I believe Steve Barber is talking about building a pool. Um, This is what I say when it's exciting with all the pools that are coming out and all the innovation that's happening with stratum v2 and mining and everything. Right. Um, demand pool just came out. You can do, you know, one of the first pools that allows you to build your own block template. Um, ocean just came out really innovate a lot of innovation there. Um, Steve Barber's talking about pools. He's talking about mother pool, uh, building a pool. I'm not sure if he's, you know, completely, <clears throat> if that's like a for sure thing. Um, uh, there's another pool I forgot that just, uh, announced some sort of, you know, initial building interest. I'm not really sure. I forgot what the name is now but there's more pools. There should be more variety. People should be able to build their own block template. And if they don't want to include um, things in their mempool, uh, or they want to include other things first, then that's their prerogative. They can do whatever they want. And this is Bitcoin. You can put whatever transactions you want in the blockchain, and you can mine whatever transactions you want in the blockchain. So um, in my opinion, it's not... um, And I'm open to be being you know swayed on this but i don't think it doesn't sound like it's uh
0: yeah it doesn't sound nearly after hearing it now it doesn't sound nearly as bad as i first anticipated um it sounds like it's just the game theory my yeah now. game theory yeah
1: uh, it's just a fee
0: market yeah and
1: the fee market incentivizes you to mine the most expensive one but some people think that it's most more valuable to pull push through you know quote uh i want i guess it's not Luke's quote, but, um, you know, they push through whatever
0: transactions they want. That champagne bottle though. Look at that. <laughs> I just can't stop staring at it. Let's, yeah, ho- I let's hope it was a 20, about $20 bottle. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Those people got <laughs> gonna splash zone for sure. Hey, there's a, a, a Shamu splash zone there. Uh, cool. Let's jump into Foreman. If you, if you want to talk about it, like, yeah. uh, what's, what's Foreman. Uh, this is a company you work for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell me all about it. I, I, and I've known you for about two years ish. A little bit. We used to always talk when I used to be at the comments with uh-huh. Marty, and uh-huh. you would just come in there and you'd be telling me about all sorts of cool things. But um, yeah, so yeah, tell me about Foreman. What's uh, what's going on with that? And how do you like the job and all that kind of stuff?
1: Job's great. Company's great. Foreman's awesome. awesome. Um, so it is minor management software, and um, so that that essentially means it's like, you know, there's firmware on the machine side. So each machine is firmware, and and then uh, Foreman, you can install it on like a Raspberry Pi or computer or Arras. and you can drop it on the local area network to where you're mining. Um, and it allows you to kind of like remotely work with your mine. So um, you've got a bunch of miners and uh, you can see the pools. It creates a GUI on top of everything. Um, user interface where you can interact with your entire mine. Um, yeah, you can connect to pools, automatically, uh, automatically restart your miners if they shut down. Uh, gives you a lot of just like an entire dashboard to mine efficiently and see all your numbers all in one place. Dude, this dashboard is
0: phenomenal, man.
1: Yeah, Jake and Dan. This is an sick, project.
0: dude. Look at this. Yeah,
1: so that's a heat map.
0: Wait, wait, uh, wait. We're back here? Yeah,
1: site map. So click in. A, so one of those is a container. Imagine it's a container. Click on one. And then so each one of those is a rack. So there's a rack in each wow. container. And all. What those, does that mean right there? There's
0: a... There's,
1: not updating that your miner is not updated. Ah, so, crap. so in each container or site, you have racks, and in each rack, uh, you have you know rows of miners, and then you can look in. Dude,
0: this is sick.
1: Yeah, so this is like how you mine at scale.
0: What the? So typically, uh, Mitch, do do big companies that are like these big mine? Do they have to make their own? Yeah, typically. Do? Yeah.
1: So. Um, before Foreman, I believe people were just kind of like making their own and a lot of people use like a combination of BTC tools, uh, or what's minor tools and, and that stuff talk about like windows 98 dinosaur, <laughs> like
0: <laughs> BTC tools. Yeah, so, for sure.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, and then they would make their own solution. So a lot of, a lot of big miners still have their own solution. Um,
0: and, this is uh, fascinating. and,
1: and Foreman is, uh, just kind of like a public solution. Uh, it's a, it's a private company, but yeah.
0: What, so do, so I guess I, I mean, would imagine that, let's say I had my own mining farm, you know, out there and I had like two or three, four guys on a shift or whatever. Mm-hmm. They could all log in with their own logins and do yep. that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, you could. Yeah. And what you could do is you could be at home sitting on your couch. And you would log in and you'd be like, Hey, Bob, uh, we got five miners down in row five. And, um, and you just open up a bunch of tickets and he's like, yep, I'm on it. You got fans like go restart them or usually the software would auto restart most of them. So you, you create these triggers and, and alerts and they would automatically, um, kind of keep your mind up and running and humming. Uh, but if you need to take stuff off the shelf, you can open up tickets, keep track of all the assets. Um yeah. and that's another thing too. It's like you have all these assets on your farm and um keeping track of them, like that's a big deal.
0: So uh so these are all the supported miners that you guys uh, oh, cool. can take online? I didn't
1: even know that existed yet. That's awesome. Uh-huh. And it's yep, so there's like there's a lot of a lot of miners there. Wow.
0: Uh Yep. That's interesting. So what do you do over there, Mitch? What do you, what do you work on?
1: Um, so I joined as content marketing data analyst. It's kind of like a mixture between, um, business intelligence and I was doing a lot of SEO as well. So writing articles, which is, um, some of the things that I've done in the past. Um, and then also flipping that over, uh, to analysis.
0: So, um, yeah, kind of. I, I wear a bunch of different hats. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. What's it? What's it like working with that team over there? Are they? Are they? Um, um, are they? Are they a little bit different than some of the other places that you worked at, or is it more of a uh, pretty pretty tight group? Or
1: um, yeah, it's good. I think it's like a startup, so everybody's doing a bunch of different things. Um, you've got specific teams, but then they're also um, you're doing what you can, like grabbing the lowest hanging fruit. Nice and. Uh, and doing uh, and organizing that way, um, so it's a it's a great team. I think uh, my my friend Sam actually pulled me on. Yeah. So I knew him uh, through a Bitcoin meetup here. In, oh, nice. in Austin. And nice. Yeah. So uh, I I met him a while ago, and we were talking. He just got hired, and then he pulled me on to help do some uh, the uh, SEO. So nice. Mm-hmm. Cool, dude.
0: That's awesome, man. <sighs> That's cool. I had no idea what Foreman was, but I always hear you talk about it. Yeah. uh, It's,
1: it's so interesting coming from the world of outside mining. Um, people do not, they should be paying attention to mining more because it's like, it's this, it's kind of like a whole another aspect of Bitcoin. There's Dan, that's the CEO. Um, it's a whole nother aspect of Bitcoin and really is, it's just touching power. So, You know, you look at Bitcoin, and you're like, "All right, money, um, changing how money works, how you know um, banks bank work, banks work, and democratizing money, right?" And then you look at mining, and mining is just like a peripheral of that, and it's actually it's like interacts with the real world in in a totally different way, where it's interacting with energy and the energy grid, and it's monetizing energy, and it's changing the way. How we interact with energy like it's it's completely changing the entire energy grid and the energy grid is like a hundred years old so yeah. uh, it's super old there's yeah. not a lot of changes um it's very analog and now all of a sudden you have you have a um a load you have a load that can change at scale so it's just can it's consuming at scale but then at any second you can the, it can turn off and uh and supply power back to the grid and then it can turn back on when it's profitable and so it's directly interacting with the grid with electricity prices in real time and we're now changing so it's like okay we've got a surplus of energy energy is cheap we're gonna mine uh, you know now there's a storm that comes this storm we've got little energy people are trying to you know power their homes it's so super cold all right now th- electricity prices go up and you need to shut off and that then, you know, uh, increases the supply and you prevent blackouts and outages and bottlenecks and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think mining is super fascinating. I think
0: Bitcoiners should definitely look more into mining. Yeah, dude, me, like me personally, Mitch, like it, it feels like a whole nother rabbit hole. Do it. No, no, I, I am. I'm talking yeah. to you. you know, <laughs> I, I, Cause like, you know, like for me personally, like I, I just focus on lightning and then like startups and like trying to, you know, help out here in the community with like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just like development and like, how do we get, you know, pre-seed funding for the lightning startup. Cool. Whatever. You but, should go to a, go to a flare gas. Uh, yeah. So my brother, my older brother, he works doing all this kind of stuff. Like he works in refineries and, surveys all these things he's the one that tells you like if you can put your pipe here with the methane it's a whole thing he's taken me on a route before and uh, in his truck and yeah. whenever i go down there corpus and he like show me all the the things that he's looking at i'm like oh wow I'm like dude you know you could just like plug in miners right here and like make a f ton of bitcoin um but so like that's the closest i ever get to it even though he's not messing with the bitcoin stuff because it's like all that's a whole nother pod but um it's fascinating though. The more and more, I mean, you can't help it if you're in Texas, dude, like a lot of energy in Texas. yeah, Just wasted.
1: And it's the one of the only, I think it's the only real deregulated uh, energy grids in the U.S. Yeah.
0: How do you like living in Texas compared to uh, other places?
1: Texas is great. I love it. Yeah. I've been here seven years, uh, six years, seven years. I'm like, yeah. And, um, No, it's great. I don't mind the heat. It was a hot summer, but I actually loved it. I was getting a bunch of sun all the time. Yeah. Um, cool season, stuff like that. So, uh, Texas is great and it just happened to be the epicenter for Bitcoin mining, which is awesome. Yeah, dude.
0: Because how many- And and Austin is the epicenter for development. Yeah, that too. One of the biggest uh, epicenters, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, dude. I'm so bullish on Texas, man. I wrote an article last night and I was just, started looking up information, started piecing it together. And I was like, okay. I was like, man, this 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 next cycle, man, it's really going to take off. And I think it's mm-hmm. going to, I think, I honestly think it's going to take off further down South. Because I feel like there's all of that that's untapped. Uh, and you're just kind of already seeing it in Mexico. And I think those two sides are going to meet as far as just like, it's all going to be orange. Uh, but I think Texas right now is the leader in America when it comes to... Uh,
1: talk about uh, energy. Yeah. Um, or sorry, talk about... Uh, uh, this cycle being different, you have this brand new thing, not to go back to like inscriptions, yeah, go but for I guess it. we are. Um you I mean, you now have instead of all of that stuff like happening in crypto, it's not happening on block
0: God. on Bitcoin. Uh, so but, but mm-hmm. that's we saw what it did to um, to those shit coins. Mm. Like it oh. pumped the price. Mm crazy high and then it crashed. It's going to pump the fees
1: (laughs) and miners are going to get paid. Yeah. So, I mean, imagine now, like before you have a bull run, each bull run, um, the mempool fills up and block space gets scarce. Yeah. I mean, it's quote scarce all the time, but it gets, you know, there's more demand for block space and there's only a finite amount of block space, just like the amount of Bitcoin. Um, So that pumps up. It's just a wave every cycle the, uh, demand for block space goes up and the payments for blocks, um, you know, for fees go up and that happens every cycle. And it usually taps out at $50 median, uh, mean transaction fee Mm -hmm. per, uh, um, you know, per transaction. So, uh, if you look and you look at the average transaction fee on each cycle, it tops out at 50 Mm -hmm. on a daily average daily basis, or I think it might be seven, seven day average. Um, well, we, we, we're like in a whole new realm now, uh, with inscriptions. Um, you've got these crypto bros and they're coming into Bitcoin and they're doing inscriptions. They're doing BRC 20. They're making their Pepe tokens and they're doing their Pepe frog, uh, images, NFTs. Right. And they're selling them for, you know, multi bitcoins. Um, so now, which is fine. They're allowed to do that by the way um but now you saw you saw the image we're not even in a bull run yet or i guess technically we are in a bull run but we're not even like close to peak bull run no, now we're not. and the mempool is bigger than it was last bull run dude
0: so it's it's in, yeah yeah it's, it's going totally so insane.
1: you can't you won't be able to send a transaction i think uh like i guess maybe i haven't completely thought this through but Worst case scenario, it's going to be extremely hard for you Look to send a answer. transaction. It already is. <laughs> <Look at that. laughs> yeah, you got to oh, pay wow. five bucks to send a Bitcoin transaction. Jeez, get in line. Get in line. <laughs> Ten bucks.
0: Wow, man. So, Golly. worst
1: case scenario, you can't send a Bitcoin transaction. Um, but if history repeats itself, it will, tap, it will tap out at $50 average transaction fee okay. at the height of the bull run. Okay. Um, And that's a one big spike. And that happens on like one day usually or like one week that'll happen. We have in 2017. It happened in 2021. Um, now the next having coming up 2025, 20 or maybe 24, um, depending on when the bull run happens, it, uh, there'll be another spike. But I, I think with all of these other, um, with how slow the mempool is being confirmed with, the amount of transactions like it's it's fast but there's so many transactions it's kind of clogging the mempool and it seems like transaction fees are going to be higher for longer in us dirt d terms uh, and it might who knows it might spike and it might top out at 50 dollars average transaction fee like it has in the past or it goes a little bit higher but i think it's going to be Seems from right now, it seems like the fee market is going to be higher for longer. Yeah. And it's only going to get, you know, it's only going to get worse or better depending on who you are. If your miner is going to get better uh, because you love the fees, but it's only going to get more. Um, more people come in, more people dot Bitcoin, more people use it, more layer twos are using layer one. Um, you know, cause lightning has to interact with layer one, right? So unless you already have a channel open, you got to open channels and that's how you use lightning. Um, so there's more interaction. Um, it's, it'll get better. Like the, in my opinion, this is really good because it will push us to invent a
0: better way and more efficient way to use block space and maybe scale. That's what, maybe that's what, uh, Ocean's doing maybe with the whole block template or... What do you think? Is that is that yes. a fair assumption? So I think uh, I think what Ocean's doing is
1: um, they're kind of like democratizing pools in a way, right? Um,
0: they're just making it easier for people to do more, uh, right. and I like it. Um, yeah. That's but if, that's the great thing about Bitcoin. It's just always it's it's very adversarial, yeah. <laughs> like in in a good way, uh-huh. like iron sharp sharpening iron, right? Exactly. And and then until we get to peak. Um, whatever that looks like.
1: No, exactly. This was going to happen anyway, but now it's happening with ordinals. It it would have happened with something else. Yeah. Um, if if not something else, uh, on like the technical level, it would have just happened with physical people adopting Bitcoin.
0: I think it's only going to get harder. I think that's a fair assumption. Like, it's only going to get harder. Yeah, I th- and I, I think that's. I yeah. think I think you should expect it, mm-hmm. and if you're out there you know, upset with that, and now then, we then have, maybe find a different ecosystem. Maybe, I don't know. Now it's going to get harder. Yeah. You know?
1: Now we have this great testing and uh, test environment with uh,
0: inscriptions. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, you ready for the holidays? Yeah, man. Um,
1: yeah, ready to eat, a bunch of food. Yeah. Probably do some ice fishing.
0: Ice fishing? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you just dig like a hole and then you drop yeah. like what bait do you eat? just like Yeah. Uh, you just, it's just like normal fish bait. Really? Um, you can put a minnow, minnow on that or synthetic. what? What happens if you can't get the fish through the hole? You can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you looked at me like, oh, no car. You can't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, hole's, the hole's big. <laughs> uh, you can get it. Uh, they're, you know, they come in through head first. It's not like they come oh, okay. sideways. <laughs>
0: You know, they bite on their mouth. And so you pull them (laughs) up through. I've used to fishing on the coast. You Mm -hmm. just throw out the line. On Bob Hop here, you have like five rods. You throw a little thing for for carabs so they get the bucket. Have you been to
1: Galveston Yeah, fishing?
0: No, not fishing, but I've been Uh, to Galveston. Yeah. I I went uh, to... The wind, bro. The wind's a real thing. People don't feel like, oh, it's easy to fish out there. No, man, it's the wind. You're battling the wind. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, I went fishing with uh, my dad and my brother, bull red fishing and they are
0: huge. Like it is yeah. so much fun. Oh, the red fish with the dots on the end mm-hmm. of the, Ooh, that's like the pork of the sea. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what my brother always said He's like, it's the pork of the sea. Cause it's so like when you cook it on a pit, yeah. it's so plump, dude, it tastes like pork. Well, that's the bigger
1: ones. So, oh, the, okay. So the bull reds, it does. Now that you say that. Yeah. um, It's tougher. It's not like super tender, flaky meat. Yeah. It's actually more like meaty, like pork. Um, which is funny. I didn't really put that together until now. Um, I went fishing in Galveston uh, for bull reds and they're big. They're like, you know, 30 inches or so um, thick, thick heads. They're like sheep heads. Um, God. And, but then I went to Louisiana and I fished in the Gulf and they're a lot smaller and they're more tender. So they're interesting. Yeah. yeah. So the smaller ones are more tender. They're flaky. I think they taste better. Yeah. Uh but they're both a lot of fun. Yeah. Lot I once
0: fun. I once went I once went fishing in Maui for a wedding and almost fell off the uh <laughs> the boat, dude. Cause the, these things are like strapped on and they're they're like going like uh what's that fish? It's um uh, Mahi Mahi, I think it was yeah. Mahi Tuna or whatever. And they're huge, dude. We came back with like seven of them. Those but, are good eating. But the people that the people that I was with, like it was like a bachelor party. And everybody just brought beer. No one brought water. So we were out there in the middle of the day, Classic. like yeah, dude. And we had to like pay like twenty dollars per gallon from the 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 from the boat people that had their own stash. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that sounds
1: about right. Yeah. Everybody brings beer. Nobody brings. No one ever forgets water. I the trace of your fingers through
0: my palm without you I got these scars with you I heard your brother had
1: a heat stroke and I heard your sister she's coming home again without you Now all I got is you.